your imagination. Today's very special spooky haunted episode of Imaginary Pod is brought to you by Ghost Stories. If you have a ghost story that you'd like to share with Ani, Vicky, or myself, reach out. Send us an email, podimaginary at gmail.com. Send us your spookiest ghost story. And I'm not just talking about that time that person you were talking to on that uh, dating the time you were talking to that person on that dating app and they stopped messaging you back I'm talking about send us a real ghost story I'd be alright with being an idiot right now. Yeah, I think it's a it's a nice feeling when you look back and you, you're like, oh, poor sweet child, summer child of innocence. Isn't that a phrase? Yeah. Oh, sweet summer child of innocence. Yeah, that <laughs> phrase everyone says all the time. <laughs> How little she knew, but now I'm a strong, independent, intelligent woman. With a fully grown frontal <laughs> cortex. My fr- prefrontal <laughs> cortex. No, not fully grown, yeah. fully formed. Oh, fully formed, yes. Yes. Yeah. It's got great... It's got all of the squiggles. Squiggly brain. Mm. Have you guys heard this phrase now for calling someone an idiot? Calling them smooth brain? I haven't heard that. <laughs> I'm into it. I mean, I love it. <laughs> I like that, too. Because mm-hmm. I don't understand it fully. <laughs> I guess if your brain's smooth, that means there's not a lot of squiggles, which means the neurons aren't firing. Yeah, I guess people with really smart brains have, like, really squiggly patterns. Mm. And if you're not that smart... It's pretty not squiggly. <laughs> Let's start a Kickstarter so we can do brain scans and compare squiggles. Ooh, I want to know. I already know Ani's brain is the squiggliest. No, there's probably just some goo stuck <laughs> in that squiggle. <laughs> no, you got squiggles, bro. You know, I think my brain is made of felt. <laughs> I think it's made of foam and it's like covered with felt and like the squiggles are like s- staple gunned. That's my brain. I think. What about yours? Mm. What does it look like? Uh, yeah, goo in the middle goo. of squiggles. Yeah, just regular brain. Nothing too special, but there's goo stuck in there. Uh, nobody cleaned it out because I don't sleep enough. <laughs> um, yeah. As it's always about coffee. sleep with this guy. Yeah. You're fully napped and half-calfed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm kind of scared, dude. I'm fully capped after a sip of that Vietnamese coffee. Dude, it's so good. Yeah, I mean, I'm sorry you had to do this on a s- Friday night, <laughs> but this place is only open Friday to Sunday now because of all the worker workforce shortage. So, yeah. It feels like we've really arrived. Drinking coffee at night was always a sign of adulthood to me, you know? Mm. Yeah. Like uh, after the parents would party for the night, they'd be like, come on over, we'll have yeah. a cup of coffee and a little carrot cake. Wait, mm-hmm. so I have a question then. Is it common in the U.S. to have like a late night um, coffee, cup of coffee, or um, or does it depend like where you are? I mean, it was with like my parents and their friends when I was growing up in the '90s and early 2000s, but I don't think it's common in general. It depends culturally, also. I'd say it's very common with Italians. Italians, I was just gonna say, Italians do. Um, like some of my friends, at least, they can definitely go for uh, a quick espresso. Yeah. At the end of the day. 
Yeah. And it's pretty nice. It's pretty awesome. Um, I have done that too. And it doesn't affect my sleep somehow. But there's all these studies with caffeine, which tend to suggest otherwise. So I don't know anymore. Oh, like you don't go into a deep sleep, maybe. But you yes. fall asleep. Yeah, I fall. Oh, interesting. So you're saying like that late night cup of espresso affects your quality of sleep? Not Probably. so much. Yeah, maybe. No, it makes your dreams go faster. <laughs> <laughs> whoosh, whoosh. But I think caffeine... Its mechanism is not to speed you up. It's just to slow down the chemicals that make you feel tired, right? Like you're tricking your chemistry. It's I not amping you up like a steroid would, for example. Oh, I thought it was. No, yeah. I think it just suppresses like your tired hormones. Or yeah, whatever. the only thing, uh, I think the caffeine molecule binds with, I forget what, to basically um, try to like, yeah, block out. I mean, basically it affects your sleep. But it doesn't tend to, like, give you any more power or, like, you know, attention, focus or something. It just, like, takes away sleep a little bit, so to say. It's very, um, it's very, it's a very negative approach to uh, a more productive day. <laughs> just, just, yeah. But uh, it reminds me of that, <coughs> of a Seinfeld episode where this girl with George invites him up for a late night coffee. And he's like, ah, no, 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 it tends to keep me up. And <laughs> it doesn't go in. And immediately he realizes what he did. More evidence for me being George. Dude. I, I, I feel like you're the perfect hybrid of Kramer and George. I Exactly. Just the physicality sometimes that you exhibit is Kramer-like. And you know what? I have to give it to you. Um, I just saw this episode where Kramer uh, gifts Elaine the perfect birthday gift <laughs> and it immediately reminded me of cal because i i'm not that great at gifts though and cal i think would be so thoughtful as nice with his gifts when he finally does it i've never given her a gift though but i think you might it's coming up Remember. my birthday's coming up yeah. better give me the bench that kramer <laughs> gave elaine <laughs> I like that we're on the same Seinfeld schedule. Like we're what we're almost Ooh, like, yeah, that's like around yeah. the same <laughs> <laughs> season. Yeah, the, the Ides of December. Mm -hmm. Not not exactly, but like fourteenth, right? Or thirteenth? Episode? No, your birthday. Oh yeah, my birthday is the thirteenth. I was born on Friday, the thirteenth. Is that real? Yeah, I was born on a Friday. And I was wow. born on the thirteenth. And you came out of the womb, and in the hospital room, it was like. <laughs> It's a Friday the 13th <laughs> joke. Somebody out there will appreciate that. But hey, so here we are. It's a new episode, guys. And um, I am tasked to introduce you. Cal. Um, let's see. How do I define Cal in October 2021? Um, to me, Cal is a crypto god right now. Yeah, he's been making big moves, guys. And he's been making risky moves. And in fact, just as we we're talking about it, he's looking at a screen where all his investments are showing up. It's it's a matrix. It's not. But it's like it's showing prices, though, of what he's buying, what he's selling, all those, uh, all those cryptocurrencies. But so to me, Cal is a super functional person right now who's 
who's tapping into a market that not a lot of people know about, but they've probably heard about. And he's one of the first movers. So he's like, um, he's, have you, did you guys ever hear about that cartoon character, Naughty? Naughty the Builder? No, wait. Am I mixing him up? Bob the Builder? Bob the Builder. But like, who's Naughty then? Shit. No, I think that was a different cartoon. Dude, Naughty just followed Bob the Builder on that Indian schedule. That's why I mixed them up. <laughs> oh, shit. But uh, you're like Bob the Builder of the of the NFT crypto market right now, bro. I mean, that's flattering. I think I'm just a degenerate gambler, but... <laughs> That's one way to phrase it. No, but Cal's Crypto Corner, we're watching Shakita Inu tonight. This is a shit coin I got in, in back in May. And it was like 0. .00000009 or something when I bought it. And today we just hit the top gainers list on CoinMarketCap, which is a big deal in crypto. CoinMarketCap top gainers list, if you're top 10 on there, that's a lot of eyeballs. So we hold on to this. I mean, we might be cruising towards that McMansion in the pod in no time. That's exactly what I'm talking about. See, that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. Commune life. But if anybody out there is in the crypto world and you want to connect, send us an email. I forget our email address. But I need somebody to help me with an exit strategy because it's hard to know when to get out and how to do it properly. You know, because you don't want to sell your whole bag when you're on the way up. But you also don't want to get wrecked. Should I introduce Ani? Yeah. Okay. I I always say Ani is a sister guy. <coughs> so I would introduce you as a sister guy. This guy has sister, has a sister, and you, you, you walk up to him and you immediately get that you, that vibe. You know. You're like, oh, hi. What's your sister's name? Because I know you got one. <laughs> and um, that's my introduction. That's the strongest intro for you because you are a sister guy. You probably got tampons in your apartment. Yeah, you probably have a trash can in your bathroom because you're like, you never know. I might have a lady guest and it might be that time Wait, of month. So usually there are no trash cans in bathrooms? Sister guy. Yeah. Wait, what are you? Yeah, I've gone to men's apartments and there's no trash can. I'm just like, huh? Interesting. I use the trash can with no lid on the top because I like to see what's going in and out of my trash can. <laughs> and I mean that in the pervious way. Yeah, after his, uh, after his Halloween party, goes through the whole trash. <laughs> What is here? <laughs> Just like <laughs> nerding out. <laughs> somebody at the the party I had at my last apartment, the one party you were there, somebody cracked the sink. Ooh! But I got my security deposit back. So did they throw away the chip in the garbage? Is that how you found out? No, there was no chip. It was just sort of a lateral crack <gasps> down the whole thing. Oh! Dude. I think I might have an idea who it was. Yeah, so do I. I'm just going to guess names. <laughs> I have no idea. We'll talk <laughs> after. <laughs> Lawsuit pending. How would, you, how would you define Vicky today? So today, I mean, you got ant vibes, which nice you normally sweater. do, but you got a little bit more because you're drinking an iced coffee and it's late on a Friday night and you're working your way through it real rapidly. I mean, this guy has three-fourths left. You got about a quarter. And if that's not an ant-like behavior, I don't know what is. And you came over here with Halloween decorations, and you got this place vibing. I'm looking at the phantasm light plasma ray. And if I touch my finger on it, it might make me feel a little bit more like an uncle, which is maybe why you and I can vibe sometimes. 
I know we don't hang out alone very much. We need him as a channel for our, our social life. But I think we're working on that. We spent two minutes alone tonight. It was fine, except for when you took your clothes off. <laughs> we'll edit that out. <laughs> but I also, what I love about Vicky, especially lately, is you've just, I was thinking about this on the hike when we are talking about cars. We're talking about cars. For months, you didn't know what kind of car you even drove. You thought it was a Kia, and it's not a Kia, and you didn't know that. And what you've done is you've just filtered out certain layers of the world because you just don't care. And it's really refreshing because there's a lot of shit I don't care about, but I pretend to. Pretend to care. And you've truly set that filter. And to me, that's a squiggly brain activity. I think Thank you for that. I mean, we were talking behind your back, by the way, the other oh, yeah. day. What were you saying? Um, you said a lot of shit, but then <laughs> one of those stuff, one of those things was, uh, it's amazing how it's very uh, empowering that you kind of, like you're living the life that you choose to live, which is not a lot of us in the world. And that keeps us, that keeps all of the people around you grounded and maybe if they don't realize it or maybe you don't realize it but at least it grounds me oh i love that yeah oh maybe i'm this the slow vortex girl <laughs> you come in to my vortex and <laughs> just have a moment of peace and oh my god yes i love my two large adult nephews love you guys <laughs> also if i can add to vicky's introduction you look vicky you look like you've lived a life in this last seven days yeah i've got some wrinkles now <laughs> yeah. I do feel like your hair keeps changing too. <coughs> I've been cutting my own yeah. hair. <laughs> Can you tell? <laughs> I just like <laughs> gave myself a haircut. Um, yeah. But I do have a ant like sweater on that I got at the thrift store. I can't see anything. It's so dark in here. I think it's like a like a very ant like brand. It's like Lands End or something. <laughs> so that's hmm. my ant vibe today. Is uh, is is that brand also an ant brand? What is it called? Abba? No, no, no. Wait, something with a. It's on, it's in Abercrombie and Finch? No, no, no. It's something like that. Uh, apology. Uh, ah, anthrop anthropology. Anthropology. Is it also, is that also mm, I think like a Anthropology brand? is like a rich suburban lady store. Ant. Ant. But a cool ant, probably. Mm. I like yeah. your idea of apology better. I think that's a cooler <laughs> brand. <laughs> so just like, we sorry. are so sorry. <laughs> they're, they're always out of stuff. There's nothing in the store. <laughs> we're sorry. Like, sorry, sorry. We really underpay all of our employees. I'm so sorry. And we're going to have to charge you $300 for this dress. I'm and so yeah, sorry. And here's the catch. No returns. Because <laughs> you go to the return well. desk and they just say, mm, we're real sorry. So sorry. So sorry. Is that going to be cash or credit? So sorry. And then you, 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 you try to like talk to them and they're like, sorry, sir. We're going to have to ask you to leave now. <laughs> <laughs> Shots on goal. Is Ani have uncle vibes? Is the question. What? Wait, are I, you an uncle? I, what? I see Cal as an uncle. Uncle Cal, yeah. I see yeah. that. Are you an uncle? Uh, you mean like in real life? Using your imagination. Because well, this is an imaginary pod. Definitely not in my imagination, but in real life, not yet. Oh, I just. Became an uncle, like, I think late last year. So, I ju yeah, so I am an uncle, technically. I think, yeah, yeah. 
later. Oh, oh. Yeah. yeah, can we talk about that? I mean, this isn't in the Google Doc, but when when you meet a baby and the parent just forces them on you, is there anything more reprehensible? Yeah, that's actually not cool. Uh, like, therapists have even have said, like, you shouldn't do that. Like, the child... And it's like a weird thing. Like, hug your uncle, blah, 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 who you see once a year. You shouldn't do that to your kids. Because it's like, they'll hug you if they know you and they want to hug you. Like, don't make me hug this man. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. My sister was like, well, you want to, like, teach them to be polite. But so I don't know. There's, like, a debate there. But I think I agree with, like, the videos I've seen that are like, you shouldn't be like, hug your hug your aunt if, like, they're not, if they don't want to. Like, they shouldn't be forced to like hug you yeah and neither should the aunt or uncle yeah be forced it's yeah so no one should ever hand you a baby that's weird i think yeah let's work on politeness once your brain is more than a clump of cells yeah let's work on that once you know how to read (laughs) yeah i don't like being handed a baby um first of all because i'm built like a skeleton it's gonna fall (laughs) But, yeah, how long do I have to hold it? Like, how long is appropriate to, like, be handed back? <laughs> Minutes? Um, I did. All right. I'll, I'll talk about my life. <laughs> okay. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Quick question about yeah. this shit. Is it leaking yet? No. <laughs> what do you mean yet? Yet. <laughs> what like did you do in there, man? Did you plant a chicken bomb? Dude, there was, like, there was no way to test it out, right? Like, oh when it was gosh. first built, this is the first time it's facing... Monsoon, yeah, not so monsoon, like rains. But. I live in a shed, and it's a house now, but it's a shed, okay? Mm. And you think it's going to leak, and my friend <laughs> Libby texts me yesterday, and she's like, but she does it in a group text, and she's like, did it house everyone's houses Is from the tornado? Did everyone's house? Is everyone's house okay? <laughs> like, are you asking if my <laughs> shed blew away? But indirectly. Oh, my God, so funny. And I was like, yeah, my house is fine. It's good. It's not leaking. It's fine. It's good. Where was that tornado at, dude? I don't like know, but I was in the movie theater seeing Dune, and I have no feelings towards that movie. But anyways, <laughs> like a million times throughout the whole movie, maybe this is why I didn't like it that much, like the tornado warnings just kept going off on people's phones. Dude, <laughs> was so I, was, I was at Lorelei, and it was like it's like a big hall, and everyone's sitting there and like having drinks, right? And all of a sudden, there's this big sort of a wave of like, yeah, yeah. It's like, what? And everyone's looking at each other. And they then they look at the phone. Yeah. And then they look at each other again because <laughs> they realize it's a tornado warning. And they, they're we're all just confused. I mean, I thought it was part of the Dune score because that's kind of <laughs> what the movie sounds like. <laughs> you know, all those metal... In fact, the sound designers sampled a tornado warning (laughs) to the soundtrack of Dune. I wouldn't be surprised. But anyway, so that's good news. So nobody planted a chicken bomb by your shed. No one planted a chicken bomb by my shed. My shed, it's structurally sound. It's not leaking, and I am bring. I'm bringing gentleman callers back to my shed, and that's my new update. Did I tell you that? What does that mean? Um. I had a gentleman caller in my shed. <laughs> and she was feeling smoochy. Yeah, I was feeling so smoochy. What's a, who's a gentleman caller? A gentleman caller. Uh, what is another word for that? <laughs> <laughs> you don't want me to answer that. 
Anyways, I'm not going to be more specific. <laughs> it's just going to have to be vague. And I think it went well. <laughs> yep. <laughs> did, you, did you talk about the door? I got a door, Ani. Ooh. So I was living with the shed throughout the warmer month of September with the shed door. But I went to Construction Junction, mm-hmm. and I bought a door for $30. You can buy a front door, okay? For uh, comparison, they're like $300, $400, like at Lowe's. Whoa. Yeah, front door or any door. But yeah, Construction Junction, shout out. Located in, I think, where's that located? Regent Square? I don't know. Anyways. You're a little thrifty. You got oh. some thriftiness to you. Absolutely. I love thrifty. This this sweater was thrifted. My door was thrifted. Yeah. You know what I say when I walk in a store? I say, I'm going to find the best deal. I don't care how long it takes me. I'm going to find the best deal. Mm. Love that. I actually don't do that when I go to a store. <laughs> no, I don't either. I thought that was obvious. <laughs> Wait, why not? I believed it. Because of the the tone of voice I was using. No, but I do go and find the but best I deal. I see you doing I guess I that, though. I do, too. Like, I have to. I feel, like, cheated... Or I feel like I'm not I'm not done enough, and this is what my like the whole conversation goes on in my head. I'm like, is this what my parents raised me to be, a guy who doesn't even <laughs> work hard to get the best deal? Yeah, I see. <laughs> <laughs> I see both of you going into a store and like thinking about what you're buying. Okay, so that backfired because I was trying to do the caricature of the person who's like you know clipping coupons and like I refuse to pay seven cents over market for these band aids. <laughs> Coming back to our main topic here, which is about social status. I, so Vicky, so Vicky, um, what do you think about this? So Cal and I, we were talking about this uh, when we were co-working. Clearly, we were procrastinating. And, <laughs> and uh, we touched upon how, um, so, so I think Cal, you said this, that people usually date or like actually get with and settle down with people uh, in their sort of league, which basically means that they're at like the same level or scale or that number that you want to give them on the social status scale. I don't know if it's social status when people say that, oh, you're an eight or you're a nine. It's like looks, but also social status, right? Uh, A mix of of that, a dirty mix of all of that. and that's what Cal said, that people usually tend to stay within that same range. And I think I agree. But at the same time, my point was that social status is such a, it's such a um, subjective thing. It's such a moving target. So, for example, um, let's say uh, we, we can take an example of, I don't know, John and... Um, Nancy, right? <laughs> so Nancy uh, is like a... She thinks of herself as like a seven, right? John thinks of Nancy as a seven or eight. But these are two different numbers based on two different perceptions. And John thinks of himself as like a seven. And of course... I don't mean these as like solid numbers, but like how your self-perception is. Like you might think of someone as like, oh, she's out of my league. But then that person could be the th- could be thinking the same thing about you because your values and how you look at the world and what you value the most 
is sort of different and it's dependent on of course societal values as well but also your own personal values so nancy might be like oh looks are super important but i mean that that squiggly brain is super important as well and she might actually value that higher than looks or maybe at the same level and john might be that for her where uh, but then there's this other aspect of us as like societal standing so john's friends really adore him and he's like the life of the party over there but maybe he's not that good looking at this at the, so yeah so nancy might still be like oh john is super duper hot overall like I, out of my league i need to go for it. whereas john might be like oh looks is super important and nancy's right up there and he thinks that nancy's out of his league so i don't know what are your thoughts on this because i feel like people go out of their league as well but then the league the definition of the league is such a moving target right the game is too different for each gender mm. i would say and i'm just talking about like heterosexual the heterosexual world i don't know any other world i'm heterosexual so i don't know what gay dating is but <clears throat> i would say women uh will date there you know there's th- there's many different kinds of women but some women maybe they have a lifestyle that they want and they're going to date someone who's like the social status that can give them like the house and the family and the stability and like he's a good job and blah 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 some people want that and i don't think a lot of women are like he's so hot that's who i'm going to end up with i don't really know i think that's a good bonus but i think like if you could be like the ugliest guy in the room and if you're really funny i think a woman will fall in love with you i mean i know women who have crushes on every, every celebrity guy you can imagine there's like a market for that there's women out there who love steve buscemi there's women out th- i mean there's a whole thing about the dad from stranger things <laughs> the like hopper from stranger things like, like that doesn't happen in the male world. Like there isn't an equivalent, a Steve Buscemi, the dad bod thing. Like that's not happening. You guys are not, your social status world is different. So you're more basing it on that, um, so group values and here groups are defined by genders. I think that's what you're referring to and which kind of makes sense. But I don't know. I feel like in today's I mean I agree with that. Of course that is true as but that's a whole different aspect to I don't think that contradicts anything I said. No. I think it's just in parallel to another way of looking at, you know, how we group ourselves. We group ourselves based on gender, we may group ourselves based on ethnicity, race. Like you know, somebody else might be like, "Oh, for us over here um as like brown people, or us over here as white people, w- our values are different based on that slice of identity as well. So I kind of get that. But I guess yeah, I mean there's nothing there's no contradictions here or there's no debate as such. I think but Kalana we were just like fascinated by how is such a like the definition of who you might get with it's just so it's such a moving definition it's just a, not a definition but like such a moving target right like that um uh, because cal said that you might know you'll know if someone's out of your league and to that my counterpoint was but do you really know because isn't that just your own insecurities yeah. acting up you know 
you I've dated men out of my league and you know because people will make comments. I've had I've dated this one guy and I had people like be like he doesn't know how cute he is or how good looking he is. And I was just like, what do you mean? <laughs> yeah. See, that you know. blows my mind though. You just know. So who, who but They're out of your league. But then so you're saying but that's just you just said it though. That's just about looks, right? Or other things as well. Yeah, no, he was just hot. Hot and dumb. <laughs> so out <laughs> So how so basically out of your league in terms of how good looking he was, nothing else. Yep. So if that's <laughs> that's just one of the values that you value, right? There are other things that you kinda look at, which is like and uh that's why to you he was like eh, I don't think of him as out of my league because no, I did. Oh, really? <laughs> I definitely did. <laughs> I was like, you like me? <laughs> Why? Just because of his looks, though. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. The artist formerly known as Prince in his song, I Want to Be Your Lover, he says, starts the song by saying, I ain't got no money. Like those other guys you hang around. Because they always seem to let you down. I find it actually really difficult to find people like me. <laughs> I feel like our generation is very motivated and hardworking. Like millennials have side hustles and you guys are, <laughs> me too, but I'm an elderly aunt, so I actually know. Um, yeah, they're working so hard and they know well, so I'm, much. I'm glimpsing a reality where I can leave the game by playing the game. Like using the games define boundaries to get out of it the only reason i care to make money is so i don't have to think about money which means i need to think about money now for a little while like i need to get my strategy down and know what i'm doing so that i can stop playing this game we're all kind of doing a different we're all so different okay oh my gosh i'm like realizing <laughs> this <laughs> she got so excited <laughs> she's not but like you're doing all this so that oh. you can kind of like chill later you're going to be fine later. What do you mean? <laughs> My route to being fine later is so different. It's that I live in a shed. <laughs> no, why you're different, and this is going to be the knowledge bomb of the pod. I'm going to edit in that bomb dropping. You're fine now. Ooh. You're in it now. Yeah. I'm not in it now. I'm always thinking, oh, I'll get the next one. I'll do it the next time. I'll talk to the next girl. I'll get the next job. How many nexts are there? There's not a lot of nexts. And I'm just... When, what am I doing? You were saying we're doing these things to be fine later. I'm saying you're fine you're now. Right now. Whoa. Yeah. I think you think about the future, but maybe not in the same terms. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You don't think about... You will not sacrifice this moment for the next one. We are always sacrificing today for the next one. I mean, at least I have to at some point. And... I do that every day and so much so that it's become second nature because we are taught to do that. We are taught to like just suppress and I'm not talking about like the good sense, like, you know, oh, um, eat healthy today so that you can live a longer life. Like not that kind of stuff, but more like you're not being in the moment right now and just, you know, taking it all in, being fine right now, uh, making the most of it right now, today giving it your all today 
because that's how I think I'm trying to get there. But it's so hard at this age. Whereas I feel like, yeah, you're. I think that's what you're referring to, Gal. Yeah, I th- I think it's that I just want less. Oh, well, here's my goal for y- you guys: is that we live on a commune. <laughs> oh, I have to. I have to. Yeah. So to that, I think it's more nuanced. Maybe because for me, to be very honest, I. <laughs> When I was in school, right, like at, at in college, basically, um, I used to eat Subway all the time. And then I hang, started hanging out in circles where people, like, started working. And then people don't go to Subway over there where I was working. Because Subway is, like, considered to be not healthy or whatever. I don't know. Nobody just ever went to Subway. They would just go to, like, all these other fancier places. Because the bread smells like sweat. <laughs> I think Subway is disgusting. Yeah. I think it's good, though. And In a gross way. Wait, 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 wait. So, I still go to Subway, though. I will... And it's... When people are like, what's your guilty pleasure? I say Subway. And it's sort of... <laughs> it's sort of... It's sort of insulting to Subway. Because it it shouldn't have to be a guilty pleasure. It's like a proper... It's a proper place, dude. At least in my eyes. But then people around me, I don't even tell them that I go to Subway, man. Like where, like some people that I used to work with or still sometimes do. I can't mention. I can't tell this to everyone. You know. Honestly, when I think of Subway, I think of Korean dramas. If you've ever watched a Korean drama, it's uh, probably seventy percent of the time sponsored by Subway, and they will write Subway into the show. Wow. Into the plot of the show in one way or another, these characters will be at Subway and it'll be like product placement for Subway. And then at the end, there'll be like a freeze frame with like sparkles and it'll be like Subway. I swear to God, it's fascinating. And I always wonder, is Subway better in Korea? Probably. We'll Dude, have to go just, there when we go. <laughs> I just remembered. Uh, I think that green light, red light doll, it's a toy at Subway. I'm just kidding. Oh it's not. God. Squid game. Squid game. Squid squid. <laughs> well, yeah. I hope that we live on a commune someday. Um, I'll have a silver bullet trailer parked right up in there. We need to talk That's about... Uh, we need to touch upon this book called How to Do Nothing by Jenny Odell. Uh, and she talks... She has a whole chapter on that and why people find this idea to be uh, so sort of idealistic to like just break away from society and like start living on their own and why it tends to fail most of the time and um she her, her second chapter basically the book that we talked about actually i've and read it but i don't re- i don't remember why do they fail is she just talking about cults failing or like cults. ideas of like utopia like cults yeah yeah and no i just want to like live in close proximity to friends yeah i think we need to clarify when you say commune we don't yeah mean that kind of commune she's talking about orgies man I come from a country where even my parents' generation, most of the people live together. Even my today, my parents, if I tell them that, oh, I'm going to be living by myself, it's a, it's a strange sort of thing to tell them. If I'm in the city, I'm living with them sort of a thing. Uh, I can't be just like getting my own place. I mean, it'll be strange to them. Like I can get my own place, turn it into a studio, but still come and eat at my parents' place, live there basically, because that's how they would want it to be. And... Uh, they're still getting used to it and people in the metropolitan cities are more used to it. 
because it's so we needed each other a lot more even financially and everybody helped each other out and that's why we lived together as societies progressed and we got more money into the hands of every individual uh, member of the family and they could take care of their own needs nuclear families could sustain themselves like think about how many people um i mean it's a it's a newer concept like not everyone can afford their own place and let alone buy a place now especially in the american society where you can borrow so much money people are able to do that and banks are like kind of banking on that fact that they're going to sell you the american dream and what's the american dream to have your own house and that's going to enable them to lend you money and it's a whole cycle and we know about what goes on over there like basically this was this whole idea sold to the american people by the banks right and i kind of get that but like that's that's like a whole different topic to consider but in india though it's only now that people are like trying to like venture out when uh, the economy overall country's economy is like kind of getting better they can afford their own place otherwise you had to you have to live with your family to like support each other you know mm-hmm. there's not a lot of money to go around when i used to look at the american society and see how many cars there are and in in all those movies and shows i was like wow there's a lot of cars not a lot of bikes and stuff but also the other thing i noticed most of these cars have like just one person in them yeah. and it used to be the strangest thing because growing up like you would carpool but also the country was dev- developing there was not a lot of car brands in india but that's what i was used to like it's it was rare to just see everyone have their own car one family four people there's three cars available where once for the weekend hikes or like an off-roader two of them are for like the everyday driver you know and one person in them that's that's a so it's like the strangest thing for me to like kind of uh it was though like back when i first started like getting exposed to the western world through popular media it's just like the strangest thing and it's it's to your point like we should it's unnatural but it's what it is now yeah cuz we're communal beings we're social beings that's why we need to be in close proximity together on a commune in a tribe however it is but yeah i definitely discovered in the pandemic that i'm extroverted i always thought i was an introvert until i was like fully alone uh and then i was like ooh i i don't exist actually <laughs> if i'm alone i don't have a personality i need to be around people or i'm like just sitting <laughs> staring at a wall i feel very energized by our hangouts but do you do you feel sapped of energy when you meet um let's say you're in a room full of people that I you don't that. know i love uh, i love being in a room full of people i don't know i love meeting strangers dude you're you're an extrovert then i love you're definitely to talk an extrovert to people. Yeah. yeah i'm I, shy yeah. at first but i love it have you seen me around uh people that we don't like we've met for for the first time or now no not really because you'll see my switch come on like i've been like this all my life right and i've had practice i switch it on and the moment i switch it on i know i have a limited amount of like energy bank <laughs> that i can spend and i'll go around just just be this guy who's like social i will not you will not figure out that i'm an introverted guy but by the end of it i am sapped i am done like even i can even notice that my voice is going like so much energy has been sapped that my voice goes and i'm not even like talking loudly or anything but you will find a way like look at dave chapel 
<laughs> very trendy topic right now, but we're not going to get into that aspect of why he's trending yeah, right we now. We just say his name a bunch for the algorithm. Dave Chappelle, Dave Chappelle, Dave, Dave Chappelle. Chappelle. <laughs> the, closer, the closer, the closer, the closer. Netflix, we, walk out, employees, trans. <laughs> hashtag, hashtag, hashtag. Put the hashtag after. But he's the perfect example. He lives, he's, he's so rich. He lives in a small hippie town in Ohio. He goes around town meeting people like random people will, there's so many video clips of just random people being like, Dave, Dave. And just, he's just like waving at them or not giving a fuck or just living, just being who he is, like really. And I feel like that keeps him grounded. Like Absolutely. Compared to like the Kevin Hart, like yeah. opposite, who's like probably in like a gated community in LA mm. and like a mansion with like a million rooms full of like dumb yes. objects. Yeah. Like has no understanding of like, neighbors or communities <laughs> or rural you know like dave Chappelle is like just in a small town in ohio yeah walking down a sidewalk like going to a deli like that's good for your brain like you get how are you gonna write comedy about society when you're not part of society 100 percent, 100 percent. i i'm not an artist like cal in the sense that i like my stuff doesn't come from the masses like let's say i'm, I'm not a writer right but I have deliberately chosen some aspects of my life to not be automated or like comfortable. For example, I refuse to buy an espresso machine because I love coffee. And whenever I want coffee, I need, I want myself, I want to push myself to actually get out, explore a coffee shop, go sit at the coffee shop, just say a random hello to be like people over there. And that's about it. And just get my coffee. I def- I know the day I buy an espresso machine, more than it being a status thing, it'll just be a comfort thing for me. And I, that'll, yeah, I can't do that. So I have to get out. So it's like the smallest things. Like instead of, let's say you can afford it and you start subscribing to like uh, groceries getting delivered at home. I will probably not do that because that'll push me to like, you know, get out and like be among the people. So you don't order your groceries? Only during COVID I did because I didn't have a car back then. Thank you. So another thing that I wanted to touch upon, and you can use this conversation for like, you know, clips of this in multiple episodes. So um, how can we check the time though? Yeah, it's been an hour. Yeah, okay. Because um, some of this will get cut anyway. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, if the topics don't flow, you can like use them in the... I like how you cut the last one though, and like yeah, I still haven't even listened. Oh, to that. it's so good, dude! It's I was so on nice. demon time with that, <laughs> bro. I think that's a format that works. I like small really sections and then psh, sound. That's I love that sound. Conversations are like yeah. Little. Anyways, I think you're onto something with discomfort. I think it's actually really good for you to be uncomfortable and like. I think like low points in your life are like the points where you like grow the most i don't know and i think if you avoid like being uncomfortable and avoid like people i just think you're gonna suck you're just gonna suck
not. Oh, oh. good night. <laughs> good night. Good night. <laughs> Good night. <laughs>